Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking City podcast and we are bringing it to you from Madrid and I am Charlotte Dunker joined by Stuart Brennan. How are you Stu? I'm absolutely fine, delighted to be in Madrid obviously and uh, looking forward to what should be a, a really big game. And it's not raining, we've left the rain behind in Manchester, surprise surprise and we arrived via Frankfurt, I'm sure some of the City fans listening have probably come their own very long routes round to get here we came ourselves via germany and we arrived and it's pleasant isn't it yeah it's been nice and sunny i hate to rub it in for everyone who's suffering back home in the uh in the terrible cold and and rain we saw we saw uh the pictures of city training this morning and it looks absolutely dreadful but it was we, hailing been, wasn't uh, it we've been a bit too warm haven't we really it's been a bit i don't think we'll, we'll go that we won't go that far a bit, a bit too warm for me i think i'll uh I might get my shorts out this afternoon. Oh, people have, everyone's been warned on the streets of Madrid. Yeah, Stu's no. going out in his shorts. Nobody deserves that. <laughs> maybe Pep. Maybe he can turn up to Pep in that. So we are <laughs> recording this ahead of Pep Guardiola's press conference. We're heading to the Bernabeu, quarter past seven our time, so in a few hours' time. So there might be a few changes. We might discuss things on here that Pep goes and contradicts, but who knows because uh, what he's going to say. What we do know is that City beat Leicester at the weekend, which was... Really a great warm-up in terms of performance and result. You were there, Stu. How important was it for City to get that victory going to what is a massive game for them on Wednesday night? I think it was important. I think the clean sheet was important. I mean, you can argue that the clean sheet only came about because Vardy at the post when nine times out of ten he scores those. But the clean sheet was so important. Uh, And it's it's interesting that Laporte has played three games since he came back from his injury. Three clean sheets. Mm. I mean, it's not a coincidence. You know, he makes such a difference. He adds so much to the defence. He adds to the attack as well. Um, but I think his return has come at just the right moment. And he's, he's stepped back in like, he, like he's never been away. Uh, and having him fit for this game and having him form that partnership with Fernandinho, so important to City. You know, if they're going to get through this tie, they need Laporte and Fernandinho to, uh, to play to their utmost. Because it, they both... They both proved to be very adept defenders, especially Laporte, but they're both excellent in terms of a platform for pushing City forward as well. Uh, and that's what we got from that. That's what we saw at Leicester. Um, it, it's odd, really, because for the first time for a long time, City have got a settled back four, I think. Kyle Walker is going to be right back. You can't see anyone else but Ben Mendy at left back. And then uh, Fernandinho and Laporte, and then obviously Edison behind them in goal. So. There is a there's a little bit of permanency creeping in which, which we haven't had all season mm. and which has cost City I think yeah because they need those solid foundations because as much as Guardiola's all about the attack without the only reason the only way you can be good going forward is if you know that you've got a really solid back line and like you said the injury to Laporte Vincent Company leaving in the summer them failing to bring in a centre back there has been that uncertainty and then you had the mixing up at left back Mendy wasn't fit Zinchenko was there Angelino was there so. It's been, it's been an interesting start of the season. Well, not start, we're in the middle now, aren't we? So do you think that's going to be key going through this the last few rounds of the Champions League stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, all those defenders that you talked about, and even the goalkeeper, they all attack as well, of course, yeah. just being a Pep Guardiola team. Um, but, yeah, you know, the City aren't great defensively. We've got to be honest about this. I, mean, I think Laporte is the one truly world-class defender they've got. Um, Fernandinho's been extremely good for a converted midfielder mm-hmm. um, but he's not he's not a, de- a defender as such 
Kyle Walker has defensive vulnerabilities. Mendy has vulnerable uh, vulnerabilities in defense. Um, so and and Edison as well. You know, Edison's not the world's best goalkeeper in terms of strict goalkeeping, but he adds that that football element to to the game. And and Pep is prepared to make those sacrifices, take those gambles, if you like, on players not being the greatest defenders because he wants his team on the front foot. Now, that's going to be tested severely against Real Madrid because there are times in games like this where you have to defend. You know, we, we know what Real Madrid are about. They're on their own patch. They they believe they're going to win every time they, they step out in the Champions League, uh, especially when they're on their own turf. And they're going to put City under pressure. So City are going to have to defend. And it's up to those players to really step up and show that they are defenders as well as you know, part of a, an 11-man attack, if you like. Because we sp- spoke about Fernandinho, who, like you said, has been great, but there's been a few moments, and I don't know whether it's because he's a midfielder, those tactical fouls that everyone hates to talk about. I don't know whether it's because normally he's positioned further up the pitch that when that when he does them, it's in an area that's not dangerous. Sometimes he does them and they're too close to the penalty area and there's that moment of panic. Do you not think that maybe it could work with say to, uh, on Wednesday night I know it's defensive and it's something that Pep probably won't do if you played him alongside Rodri in front of a back four brought in someone like Otamendi I know he hasn't been great but Laporte is so solid he's only going to help in my opinion lift someone like Otamendi and you've got double cover in front of you because if you go back to the last time they played it was they lost by one goal didn't they City yes. okay. it was yeah. tight and it was goalless at the Etihad mm-hmm. so the likelihood of it being a high-scoring game is pro- probably not. We're going to say that it's going to be like a Monaco yeah. all over again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was at I was at both those games four years ago, and although it was one nil on aggregate, City was second best right through both yeah. through, through both legs. I mean, Joe Hart was City's well, was probably man of the match for either team in both legs. And if he hadn't been right on top of his game, it would have been a lot more convincing. Um, in terms of changing, it's interesting because. Um, We've seen Thomas Muller say this week that, uh, I mean, he was glowing in his praise for Pep, but he said one thing about Pep is that in in the Champions League or in knockout football, um, he sometimes gets a little bit obsessed with thinking too much about the opposition and negating their strengths. Instead of, you know, every other time Pep is about, well, this is what we're about, we will play this way, we'll keep possession, we'll build from the back, we'll, we'll press... And we'll play a high high defensive line. We'll take those risks. We don't care because we think we're better than the opposition, and we'll go out and beat them. He said that in in big games, in big knockout games, he'd step back a little bit from that and start worrying about the opposition and tweaking his team a little bit uh, with regard to that. And he felt that that I mean, not only is it changing what the players have been doing all season, it's also putting it in the minds of those players. Well, he doesn't really believe we can do this when we, mm. you know, he might think we can do it against Watford, yeah. but can we do it when we face in Monaco? Or can we do it when we face in Liverpool? Um, so, so it'd be interesting to see. I'm sure Pep will have seen those comments, comments from Tom, Thomas Muller. Um, I mean, he, he has done it with a degree of success, but it, it, I think it depends on the the, uh, the extent to which you tweak the team. Mm. You look at you look at Liverpool away last season when City should have won if Riyad Mahrez hadn't missed the penalty. Um, they would have come away from Anfield with a win. Um, now, he tweaked it then by putting Bernardo Silva in midfield and playing him a little bit deeper, you know, because Bernardo works so hard. I, I just wonder if, if that might... Rather than, as you said, playing Fernandinho yeah. and Rodri alongside, 
maybe put Bernardo in and get him to work his socks off as he does. In a deeper role. In a, in All a I was thinking was it's more, it's more covered defensively because City know they're going to have to defend really well. But Fernandinho and Rodri are both players who are really good on the ball that can play play forward as well as, well as they can defend. Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I asked... Was it right at the start of the season uh, when Rodri was new? I, I actually asked Pep that. Does he does Rodri come in? Also, you know, we, we know that he's long term. He's like the he's, he was seen as a successor to Fernandinho. I said, does it give you the option of that of playing two people? And he said, yeah, it does. But I don't think he likes doing. No, that. I don't. I, I, I think, don't. I don't think he'll do it. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, 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 I mean, as a, a tactical option, if I was assessing Real Madrid's strengths, how can City maybe? I think the most important thing for them is coming away from here with a clean sheet, isn't it? And yeah. to look at that, they've got so much ammunition to go and score. Fine, but the most important thing is to come away with a clean sheet. And looking at the options that he's got available to mm. him, that's one. Do I think he'll do it? Probably not. No, no, because he, he, he doesn't. He's, he's not that pragmatic. No. That's what Mourinho would do, yeah. and Guardiola is the, the anti-Mourinho. That's that's the way he's always. He's, he's not done that on purpose, but that's the way he's always played the game, and that's what he believes. Um, I, I think that doing it the way I suggested, if he played Bernardo mm. and, and just make him work back a little bit more, uh, getting to play that little bit deeper, but still add value to the attack. Uh, that's still a Guardiola way. It's just been that little bit more canny in terms of um, when the, when the opposition have got the ball because that midfield of Madrid is, is just superb and they hurt you and and then you know they, well they're good right throughout the team aren't they I had to, I had to try and pick a, a combined 11 oh yeah I've not read that, it what, uh, what happened oh thanks very much <laughs> It went out this morning, didn't it? I think my mum read it. We went out this morning. And what time were we at Manchester Airport? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, right. you All can right. let me off that you, one. You could have asked me to send it, you. I'll, I'll, I'll read it after, after we finish this podcast. Was, or you can enlighten everyone who was, made it. It was so tough. It was so tough. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Of, when I look at it, I think, what's this idiot talking about? Because there's so many controversial ones in it. I picked Edison above uh, Courtois. Now, I think Courtois is a better goalkeeper in terms of shot stopping and everything else. He's bigger and more physical and more athletic in some ways. But for me, Edison is a modern goalkeeper. Courtois is not that good with his feet. And to me, if you've got if you've got so many class players in front of you and and you, you want to play play out from the back the way the way City do, mm-hmm. um, for me, I, I would pick I would pick Edison for that alone. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll scoot through it a little bit, but I had uh, Carvajal at right back. I think he's better than Walker defensively, uh, and as good as him attacking. Um, I had Sergio Ramos because I just think he's immense, you know, mm-hmm. especially in these big games. Uh, Laporte, who I think you know, there's a lot of good centre backs between the two the two squads, but I think Laporte is is up there. You know, him, him and Ramos will be incredible together. Uh, I mean, it's difficult at left back. I don't think Benjamin Mendy's in the running. I think it's between the two Real Madrid guys, um, uh, Ferland Mendy and uh, Marcelo. And I, I went for Marcelo because he's got all the experience. You know, he's he's been gradually edged out of this team now by Ferland Mendy. But I think uh, I'd stick with I stick with I stick with Marcelo for the time being. And How on earth mid- did you get through the midfield? Midfield is just impossible. <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I, my, my first thought was Tony Cruz and Kevin De Bruyne have got to be in there. Yeah. But then you think, well, so's David Silva. And so's, I mean, Luka Modric was the like, player, you know, the world player of the year. Was it last season? Someone's got to go there. 
Who got booted out? To me, Modric is 34 now. David Silva's 34. They're two world-class players in the day, but they're that little bit... Too old. Just a little bit too too old, says says the (laughs) 56-year-old. So, I'd go with Kroos and De Bruyne. Then you need a... You've got to have a holding midfielder. Um, I mean, Fernandinho, oddly enough, for me, would be... Would be ahead of, of Rodri, but of course he's playing in in defence. But Casemiro is is just probably the world's best defensive midfielder, so he's in. And then the front three, you're hitting the same problem again. You know, I'm leaving players out, thinking how can I leave him out? It's ridiculous. But I went for Aguero ahead of Benzema. Uh, I just think he's a more complete goal scorer. Um, just got that little bit. You know, there's not a lot in it. Benzema's underrated by a lot of people, but. I think I think Aguero's got the edge on him. Uh, then on the left hand side, I mean, for me, Hazard is still is still top quality, so I've gone for Hazard. And on the right hand side, um, so many options. Um, you know, <laughs> leaving Gareth Bale out. Uh, we've we've not mentioned Isco. We, um, we've, we've not mentioned Bernardo Silva, who's top quality. Um, but I've gone for I've switched Raheem Sterling to the right because I think he's he's up there. I mean, he's not been great recently, but I think over the last three seasons he's he's been world class, or, or very much nudging world class. And I think that front three, Sterling, Hazard, Aguero, is is pretty pretty frightening. And all those players you've just named, it should be a brilliant game, shouldn't it? It should. It should. Uh, so it'll probably be nil nil, and yeah. we'll all be bored silly. But because um, sometimes in the game, no, I think it will. I think it will because the the you know Real, it's on Real Madrid to attack City. Their fans won't accept them, uh, you know, sitting in and countering, and that will play into City's hands because City can, you know, City will look to stretch again. Well, they'll they'll get space. Too wide and yeah. then, you know, get the space. I was thinking, I was thinking this today with Laporte coming back. Laporte's been great defensively since he came back. We haven't seen a lot of that that left foot of his, you know, sweeping balls out to the the wide men. Uh, he's tried it a couple of times and stuck them in touch or, or, or missed his target. And you kind of think this would be a good game for him to do that. You know, it's just about getting that sharpness for him, though, isn't it? Yeah, he's been out yeah. for such a long time, and Guardiola was keen to stress, wasn't he, when he came off against Leicester? It wasn't anything to do with an injury and. We have just had the travelling squad through and he trained this morning and he's travelled. So he's by far and away City's best centre-back. So we'd ex- we'd start him, we'd expect him to start. And Guardiola did say, didn't he, after Leicester, there's no reason why he shouldn't. But like we say, we have not spoken to Guardiola yet. So mm. who knows what's happened over the last few days. But you just hope that he's had those few games bedding in now that we start to see that sharpness that's yeah. maybe been lacking since he came back. Yeah, he's such a big part of City's attacking armory. You know, we talked about Laporte as a defender all season, um, and he's got a little bit of everything defensively. Um, but those those balls that he sprays out to, to Mares or Bernardo Silva, what makes it even better is that Mares or Bernardo Silva have got a first touch to die for. You know, the pair of them are just every, no matter where the ball comes at them, what kind of pace, it's just instantly under control, and that gives them a yard on the defender half the time. And it's such an important attacking option for City, that, you know. And Fernandinho can do it the other way, you know, with with the right foot um, out out to Sterling or whoever's on the left, and uh, that that could be vital because Madrid will Madrid will get forward, their fullbacks will get forward, and that that could could leave that as a, a, a big attacking option. City are pretty good on the counter attack, um, despite being a team that that relies on possession. 
Um, and that that'll be a big that'll be a big factor in the game tomorrow. If City can win that well, they'll, they'll come away with the result. And we've spoken about the squad, and Raheem Sterling has travelled. He's missed the last couple of games through injury. Would you chuck him straight back into the starting eleven? Yes, I would. I would. I mean, the other with Leroy, Leroy Sane hasn't travelled, um, and he, he wouldn't be ready anyway. You know, the boat the most that I think we could have expected from Sane was being an impact player from the bench. You can't, yeah, you can't be out for that long and get thrown nah. in. Real Madrid away, you've, you've been out for months, here you go, Real Madrid away, <laughs> start and make an impact. Although, although to be honest, I mean, it, it, it's the ideal game for that because you're going to be right up for it. And he, he scored a great goal there for Schalke, I don't remember, a few years ago. He, he That kind of made his name, really, um, when Schalke came uh, came to the Bernabeu and, and won 4-3. Um, he was only a teenager then. Um, in fact, two weeks before that, I'd been watching him play in the UEFA Youth League at the the mini the oh, mini right, hub, yeah. uh, and everyone was sitting up and saying, "Oh, who's that lad? He looks he looks a bit special." And then two weeks later, we put on the UEFA Goals channel, the UEFA, UEFA Goals program, late at night, and uh, and there he is sticking one in the net in the Bernabeu in front of God knows how many people. But no repeat of that for him this week. No, unfortunately. But second leg maybe second yeah. leg, um, and with with him not there. Uh, Sterling comes back in. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is, you know, he obviously could play Bernardo or Mares on that side, but I don't think so. Gabriel Jesus would probably be the option. Um, I know, I know, he scored the winner at Leicester, and that's probably restored his confidence. But he, those misses against uh, West Ham, you know, he, I, I counted three, but he told me there were four. So <laughs> at least that was honest. I was going to say nothing like some <laughs> bit of honesty. We don't get it a lot, but. No. He, well, he said he said he had four chances, two of them good ones. Um, so, in other words, he thinks he should have scored four. Um, but uh, you kind of think, is his confidence restored enough in a game like this? You've got to take your chances in the Champions League. If, you know, City have been... Uh, that's been a problem with City all season. They've created loads. They haven't been all, clinical enough, have no, they? No, they haven't. And if they do that in the, in the the over these two legs, they'll go out simple as that. It doesn't matter how many chances... They did it against United and then they did it at Tottenham as well. Um, they, they've got to get out of that habit. They need Aguero to snap out of it. Aguero's been very quiet lately. Uh, he missed that penalty um, at, at Leicester as well. Uh, he, he just looks a little bit subdued. You, you just kind of wonder whether he's keeping something back, you know, whether he's, he's sort of got his eyes on this one and this is going to be going to be his game. I know he nearly equalised in the in the 1-0 defeat here in 2016. He, Right in the in the last couple of minutes, he 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 had a shot that just skimmed the bar and bounced off the roof, top of the roof of the net. Um, he's due a big moment in a big game for me, Aguero. So you just kind of think this might be it. This and might be what he's waiting for. I was looking back at Guardiola's comments from the last few seasons after City have been knocked out in this competition, and it's the same words that he kept repeating: fine margins, fine margins. That's all he kept saying. And we know that he's never what not really one to criticise his team's performance, is he? So they he always thinks they've done great and it is these fine margins that they lose by. So it's things like that, like you say, if Aguero if Aguero's on his game and gets a couple, that that's gonna make the difference. But we've seen it so many times this season, the consistency hasn't been like it has has been previously. That's no disrespect to how many goals City have scored. They've still scored some by the bucket loads, but they could have scored more and more and more. What do you think needs to click tomorrow night? Uh, 
They need to keep creating the way they have. I don't think they've created less chances this season than they have previously. Mm. It's just not been going in. I mean... Do you think that's? I, I th- do you think it's luck, or do you I, think it's just not being clinical? I enough? think I think there's an element of both of those things. Um, Liverpool have found. I'm not saying Liverpool have been lucky because they, they're clearly the best team in the Premier League this season, but they remind me in some ways of, of the way City City went through that hundred point season. Uh, didn't games where they haven't played particularly well. And then they popped up and scored a late goal. Raheem Sterling had a run where he had three or four games and he scored a last-minute winner in each of them. Um, Liverpool have been doing that all season. Now, that's that's a good team for me. That isn't luck. And that's how, you, win, that's how you become champions. Yeah, yeah, it is. And City City have been creating the chances. I mean, we saw it against Spurs. Two games against Spurs. It was some ludicrous start. Was it 49, oh, yeah. 49 chances? And Spurs took and theirs. And, two. Yeah. And, and Spurs had six and scored four. So, you know, that 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 tells you everything. It's partly about the way City play because they commit so much forward that they leave themselves open at the back and other teams get clear chances, whereas City's chances tend to be in a crowded penalty area, you know, with, with centre-backs throwing themselves in the way and so on. Um but that, that shouldn't be a problem, Real Madrid. I think City will get clear chances. If they score them, they've got a great chance of going through. If they miss them, it's going to be another big disappointment. I know we're not we're not going to start talking about the, the ban again. We've been there, we've done that. We've probably did a whole podcast on it. But do you think there is more pressure on this game now because of that? Because at the minute, as it stands, we know they're appealing, but they are... They are banned from this competition for the for the next two years. How long are these players going to stay around for? How long is Guardiola going to stay? We we know what he said, but how long is he going to stay around for? They don't want to go out this early in the competition, do they? Anyway, but do you think it adds more pressure? Um, it should add more motivation. I mean, uh, Kevin De Bruyne said the other day that we don't need any more motivation, and he's quite right, really. I mean, if you need more motivation to be in the Champions League, well, you, you shouldn't be in it to begin with. Um, I think one thing it does do is it puts pressure on the officials because, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of City fans out there. Uh, well, I mean, looking at it objectively, UEFA, City winning the Champions League would be an embarrassment to UEFA. Yeah. Um, UEFA would love nothing more than for City to get knocked out by Real Madrid. Now, I wouldn't for a minute suggest that they would they would do anything about that, but... Every, every little decision that goes against City, every VAR decision that isn't picked up, everything that, you know, people are going to be saying, oh, it's because UEFA won us out. So I feel a bit sorry for the referee and his, and his officials and the VAR officials because they're under immense pressure in this game for me um, because people will be pointing fingers at them and, and claiming it's crooked whenever anything goes wrong. The truth of it is that City have had bad decisions against Real Madrid and Barcelona in, in past Champions League games, there is always that feeling that the big clubs get the decisions in the Champions League, and you've got to you've got to overcome that as well as overcome top class opposition. So you know, if if City do get bad calls, I think it'll be more down to down to that than uh, than any any kind of UEFA skullduggery. I think that's I think that'll be uh, a tinfoil hat theory too too far. But uh, yeah, I mean the. City have got City have got to overcome a lot of things mentally in in this, and that's just one of them. I think they've got to show that they've got a big game mentality as well. 
they've not always shown that. In that, that semi-final four years ago, that was a very good City team. You know, they've not PSG out in the previous round. Uh, they went into that game and they froze in both legs. You know, you kind of thought, thought once he got through the first leg um, and they, they escaped with a nil-nil draw, you kind of thought, well, they've nothing to lose now going to the Bernabeu. We might see the real City. They didn't. They froze again. It's almost like they didn't believe they should be there. Uh, so I think that's another mental aspect of the game. They, they've got they've got a lot lot of things to go out and prove in that game tomorrow night, City. Um, and if they, if they can do that, well, they'll really arrive in the European stage. And like you say, they, they need to win it this season. Uh, if they are going to be banned for the next two, uh, because we, we don't know where they'd be going um, in terms of players staying and uh, in terms of revenue and so on, if if the ban gets upheld by by the CAS. So finally, predictions for tomorrow night. Oh my goodness! Feeling optimistic. Um, I think it will go to the second leg. I think it will be finally balanced. I think there'll be goals, uh, and I do think City might just pull something off. I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet, um, but I think they will score themselves. So I'll go for a 2-2 draw. I was going to say score draw. But... You, can't, you can't have it now. Oh, for goodness sakes. I have to come up with something else. Okay, I'll say they might lose on the night 2-1, but go through. Still go through overall. That's a fair shout. All that, in that, all, that, positivity. That would, that would be my second choice. <laughs> but the away goal is a, is a, big, the, is the is a key. big shout. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for the latest episode of Talking City. We will probably be back before the weekend to preview the League Cup final. So join us for that.